So I thought I would offer some words of reflection on, on karma and confidence. And we've been talking quite a bit about karma lately. And I've been using a metaphor just recently. I haven't shared this with, with you all yet, but I've been using a metaphor that I've been finding helpful with regard to, to karma. It, it's kind of the idea of a package that's got various things in it. You know, like you get a package in the mail and it has things in it and you don't quite know what they are until you open it up. And when you open it up, you can kind of go through it. And some of those things might be useful and others might be harmful. And if I think about karma in this way, it's kind of like that package comes with us when we get reborn. And even if we don't have the, the understanding or the experience yet that rebirth is, is a reality and, and the way things work, we can surely understand that we come into this world with certain qualities and characteristics and tendencies and uh, proclivities. And there are, there's some kind of, um, some kind of aspect of being prone to certain kinds of things happening to us. Like uh, my aunt Jean used to say among her grandchildren, there's one that always you know, kind of gets, uh, you know, kicked in the head as the kids are all jumping over the back seat into the back of the station wagon. Or this one kid is always the one that gets kind of like, you know, bumped as somebody's running down the, the hill or, you know, there's always that. And, and, and she's like, just noticing that, you know, we all have our package of kind of energies or influences or characteristics, qualities, tendencies, etc. And we can recognize that this, this package that we come in with, this is quite strong conditioning sometimes. And we might go through our life increasing the, the strength of some of those <clears throat> some of those components, those, those pieces that came in our package originally. Or we might be looking through that, that package and we find something that is not helpful, maybe really even harmful, and we work at kind of digging that out and mm -hmm. throwing it away, abandoning it, the Buddha would say. You know, I just... And of course, oh, just abandon it. It's not as easy as like, oh, I find this, this little bottle of poison in my package and I just throw it away. <laughs> you know? Even that in the physical world is not easy, right? Like what, what is it happens to it then, you know, and how much of it's still on your hands. And, you know, it's like, it's like that with our karmic package too. So it takes some effort and care and determination to remove those um, toxic pieces, but we can do it. And that's, what's interesting about the past that even though our conditioning can be quite strong, um, with 
sort of the right understanding of what's going on and our willingness to look at it, our willingness to make it conscious, then we can uh, make progress with, you might say, erasing it. Like there's that sutta in the Majjhima Nikaya called effacement. We covered it recently in sutta study. An effacement means a rubbing away or erasing. So you're erasing the defilement. It's just like erasing a, a drawing on a piece of paper and pencil. You know, it takes some effort and the lines get more and more faded. And it takes quite a bit of effort to make them go away completely. And this is exactly how we work with what we might call defilements or stains on the mind. Now, one of the things that I like about my little metaphor of the package is that it's not me. It's not mine. It just came along. <laughs> it came in the mail, you know, and the, the more we identify with our karma, with our package, the harder it is to let go of the things that are there. We get stuck thinking, this is me. This is how I am. Um, one of the few things I remember from French class was, je suis comme je suis, I am as I am. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. No, that is not the teachings of the Buddha. <laughs> you don't accept that as me, as a self. And, and so this is one of the ways, this idea is one of the ways that we reinforce those elements of the package that we came in with. We get the idea that this is me, this is mine. I have this talent or I have this impediment. Someone who's very near and dear to me, she passed away some time ago. Um, but I'm going to like share a little bit of her package and her life. And she was born before there was really any um, kind of what we would call modern medicine or not much. And when she was a child, she had um, scar-like fever and her temperature got really high. And I think it caused a little bit of brain damage. So she told stories about how before that, um, her parents said she was really smart. Like she learned all these nursery rhymes and things, and even just like someone holding her in their arms, she would spout these out. And, and she had this really beautiful hair and these things. And when she was sick like that, all her hair fell out. And when it came back, it wasn't so nice. And she wasn't very good in school because after that she couldn't, she couldn't like, she didn't have the same linguistic ability anymore. And when she was in school, she felt like she wasn't um, very smart. Now she was smart in many ways. She was very creative. She was a very talented artist, um, but she didn't really value her abilities very highly. She always felt self-conscious. She always felt like she was not very smart and she had to kind of hide that. And, you know, linguistically, it was a little bit, not that she had trouble talking, but she, she might have trouble 
with certain ways of thinking or something like that. And she would compensate for that by having kind of certain like sets of, um, you know, phrases or topics to talk about that she could do fluently that do it well, but then they wouldn't always be used at the appropriate time. And so she would worry a lot about whether or not she's being appropriate. Okay. So this is, this is part of her karmic package. I mean, some of it is stuff that comes with us when we're born and some of it's stuff that happens to us later. And this is just normal for human beings. If we think of karma as something that's personal, then we feel like, oh, I did something bad in the past. This is not the right way to look at it. The way to look at it is we're human beings. We have a human body. Sickness is normal. Aging is normal. Dying is normal. Um, any kind of, you know, like condition with this body, this is, this is just kind of the normal karma of being a human being or being a living being. Animals born with their own karmic package, their package that came in the mail, you know? And so if, if we, if we see if we can separate out that idea of identity and just work with what's there. So it was a, her idea of, of um, not being so smart, not having beautiful hair that followed her through her life. If she could have seen this differently and just recognized, okay, these things happen. What am I going to do with it? You know, like I would say, never put yourself down. Never think in terms of, um, Oh, how do I want to say this? This is so tricky because in one way we have to accept, okay, this is the, this is the package I've got. You know, um, as someone said to me this morning, he's not going to become uh, a world-class soccer player this year. Uh, this person's like 47 and he's never played soccer. <laughs> it's like, you know, we we're, there's all kinds of limitations, you know, and he said he'd have to put in a tremendous amount of effort to even get good at the game. And it would help if he even cared one thing about it, but he said he doesn't, you know? And so it's like, there's all kinds of limitations um, to what we might make happen. And yet we have to remember that we do have choices. We do have free will to the degree. Free will doesn't mean, oh, I can just make anything occur, but free will means I have choices. I have choices about what do I do with this package I got. And part of that is our attitude. And I'm seeing Helen shaking her head yes, because I know you know this. I've heard you've told, shared some of your story. And, you know, with, with this person, this, um, this woman I'm talking about, you know, if she could have developed the confidence in all of her good qualities, she had so much determination. She had so much common sense. She had so much intelligence in so many ways. If she could have focused on that, she would have been so much more happy and at peace. And this is part of our choice. What do we focus on? How do we move forward? How do we, how do we use, we can use the Buddhist teachings to see the ways that we can 
you know, pull out. First of all, you know, I'm looking through this package and, and a lot of times we don't even want to look at what's in there. But if we're willing to look, okay, oh, what's in here? Oh, there's a lot of anxiety here. How can I work with that instead of trying to suppress it, cover it up or, you know, some, something else we can, you know, like, whoa, okay. How do I work with these components, these things that I've, that I received in a way that I can erase or, or understand, understand to a depth that I can, can see how it can be unraveled or calmed or loved away or, um, you know, cared for in a way that reduces or removes the toxicity, the negativity, the, the hardness that the calcification that keeps it in place. And this kind of confidence that we can build, this is also, it's tricky again, because there's an aspect of it that's about the conventional self, because that's what's got this package. Conventional self is still a process or a collection of running processes. It's not a eternal, um, independently existing entity. It's based on causes and conditions that will unravel. And yet you have to use that conventional self in order to work through the, the defilements we have and develop on the path, develop our, our moral uprightness, you know, maybe part of the package. I've seen this with people. Maybe part of the package is that they have a tendency towards some kind of defilement, like, or some kind of uh, infraction of sila, like they lie or they um, really enjoy a kind of roughness in their speech. Like, I've, I know a child who's just like had so much tendency to swear. Who, who came into a family where that none of that happened. And it's like to see this kid like really like want this and then the, the help of his parents to gradually soften that. We don't know what he's going to be like in as a teenager. He's not there yet. But, you know, it's just like we do come in with these things and, and we can look at them ourselves. We can see, okay, there's this tendency to want to fudge the truth or exaggerate or, you know, like, um, I don't know. You can think, you can probably see the, your own, your own package, what it has, or sometimes it's easier to start by looking at someone else's package and noticing what they've got. And then you can turn it around and look, Oh, do I have that? <laughs> Maybe I have that too. And then how do I want to work with that in order to bring it into alignment with Dhamma into alignment with creating the kind of karma for the future? Cause this is where free will comes in and we create, 
what comes in the future. We can diminish the negative and we can develop the positive, the wholesome, the good. And this is where this confidence comes in. We, we are able to do more if we encourage ourselves. We're able to do more if we make ourselves less susceptible to the negativity that's reflected back to us. And we've all heard about these psychological studies where if the teacher acts like you're smart, you actually become smarter. <laughs> if the teacher acts like you're foolish or stupid, you, you fall into line with that even when you're not. So we have to be careful about what we accept from the world, whether those messages are actually true. And I think it's good to assume that they're not when they're negative. And that doesn't mean we overlook what we're really up to. We need to be so honest with ourselves and to be willing to really like pull those things out of the package and really look at them. You know, whatever kind of psychological entanglement there is in there, we can unravel it if we make it conscious. This is one of the things about habits. Make them conscious and then we can change them. And this kind of confidence that we can build in ourselves, this is related to kind of the big confidence of confidence in the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. And we, we saw this in this sutta that we're looking at, simile of the cloth. We're kind of halfway through it in sutta study on Wednesday nights. And the Buddha says, you know, you look at these, these defilements, or he's using this metaphor, the simile of the cloth, a cloth that's stained, can't take dye well. It still looks awful after you dye it. But if it's pure, if the cloth is pure of stains, then it dyes beautifully. And this is the same, he said, with the mind. So he said, you, you look for these stains and you, you rub them out, you, you wash them out, you get out your stain remover, which one's going to be best for this particular stain, and then you remove it. And, and this is another way that I like my, my package metaphor, because it's not, it's not me, it's not mine, and, and it's not the mine. It's not like, oh, my mind is like this. It's better if we think about this is just like what comes up in the mind, like weeds coming up in the garden. We don't have to say, oh, my garden is like this. We know we got soil, we got sun, we got water, we got nutrients. We don't have to keep the weeds. That's not what makes the garden. It's, it's what we do with it. And so if I, if I let go of or I notice these vestiges of kind of like beliefs that we have, that this, my mind is like this. My mind is a friend of mine who has ADD. They're like, I've got ADD. And I'm like, so mind is going this way and that way. And, you know, the classic, and this happens every once in a while. Oh, squirrel, you know, it's like, it's like, this is, but this is just part of the package. It's not you. It's just something to work with. And we all have things we have to work with. And then we have to remember that when we look at other people. 
but but the back to the thread of the Buddha saying, okay, there are these stains. Once you get the idea that this is actually a stain, this tendency towards anger or this tendency towards jealousy, this is actually an impediment. This is a problem. I want to I want to clean this up. And then you clean it up. And he said, as you clean it up, you gain confidence in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, the big confidence. It's related to the confidence in ourselves to be able to do this process. It's not a woohoo, look at me kind of, I'm special kind of confidence. That's related to an identity view, an, an idea of self. But this, this kind of confidence, this is a confidence of the process of the Dhamma, that you can actually do this work and it pays off and you see results and they last. And then, you know, because the Buddha isn't just this historical figure, the Buddha is the awakened mind or the enlightened mind. And this, this is as much the potential of the mind as it is to have all these weeds in the garden. This is, this is really where we can take things. So you have this potential, this, this uh, sometimes it's called a birthright. It's like you're a human being. You can follow this path and get enlightened. And to have that confidence and that confidence in the, the Dharma is the way things actually work. And that's everything we've been talking about that's the way things actually work. There are those stains, weeds, you know, those toxic elements in my package. And I can, I can see them for what they are. That's part of the Dharma, see the way things actually are. And then I can make choices for how to handle them. And, and then when we have confidence in that process, then we have more energy and inspiration to do it. And the enlightened Sangha is all the people who have gotten enlightened after the Buddha, people who are alive today. When we start to take that in and we really, really get that, then we can recognize, hey, this, this works for me too. And then, you know, you're into it for a, a couple of months or a couple of years or a couple of decades. And you can look back and say, I'm different now. I handle this differently now. And look how much better things are for me and for everybody in my life. And that helps us to gain confidence. So um, don't ever believe that we're just stuck with it. Like there, there have been some people saying to us that there are some teachers who kind of like, oh, there's, there's just all of this inertia or this, this conditioning is so strong. You know, you're really kind of stuck with it. There's no free will. Don't believe that. You can test it out for yourself and find out that it's true. And if you want to go like some of them may go into, well, even the idea that you could change it is something to do with the condition. They just don't, don't buy into that stuff. Recognize that there is such a thing as enlightenment. It is possible. It's possible to go from being a person who's, you know, working with a, uh, a 
a challenging karmic package. Like the classic example is Angulimala doing his serial killing thing and becoming enlightened where that's all behind him. And his heart, um, you know, I've used this, I've used this uh, thing that Ajahn Suchito said many times. It's like his heart needed to become so large, so, so big to hold all that, that Angulimala had done in the past. You know, and this is the way we can work with whatever we've done in the past, grow our heart to hold it. This is also part of our choice. And it's also part of our choice about the way we view other people. So someone this week asked me how to handle um, old, old friends, like 50 years of, of knowing these people, but they're completely on the other side of the political um, divide that we're in from, from the person who was talking to me. And she said, you know, I don't know what to do, like how to bridge this. And so we talked about it, you know, that kind of dance between holding your values strong and compassionate and seeing that we get caught up in views. We get caught up in listening to the voices around us and taking it as truth when it may not be. And that, and that we can have compassion for each other when we get caught up in these things. We need to. And compassion for ourselves. And to keep, you know, looking back in the package and figuring out what's really there and what's really, what do I really save? What do I increase? And what do I throw out? And how to, like, really open it up and see what's inside so that we can work with it. Developing confidence, confidence to work with the karma that we've been handed and confidence to create what we want in the future. So with that, I think we'll take some time for meditation.